More and more people are moving to cities, and that's going to affect almost every industry. We are very cautious and very aware to make a conscious effort to work with the ecosystem. What can the average person do to take action now? Not one person can change the world, but if we all do a little something different, it might help. Being open to embracing innovation. Know that you can make a difference. A absolutely. There's no excuse not to even do a little bit. Let's go check it out. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to Going Green. As always, we appreciate it. A real quick shout out to our sponsor, Triwa. Triwa is a watch company that creates watches made from recycled plastic and deconstructed metal from guns. Uh, they're doing awesome things. They are my favorite watch company. I wear a lot of watches, I collect watches, and I have not taken off my watch from them since I received it, it's amazing. So if you are looking for a cool watch with a good cause uh, or as a gift, check out Triwa, triwa.com. They are an amazing company and let's get right back to that amazing content. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Going Green. I'm your host, Dylan Welch, and very excited to talk to our guest today. Joining us from Sacramento, he's the CEO of Raise Green, Franz Hochstrasser. Franz, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thank you, Dylan. Very excited to join Going Green. Yeah, appreciate it. So let's kind of dive right into things. Um, tell us a little bit about Raise Green, what it is, and how you launched the company and got it up and running. Sure, absolutely. So Raise Green is a climate tech marketplace for local impact investing. So what that means is that we sit at the center of a two-sided marketplace. Uh, we give communities and community leaders the tools to create their own clean energy and climate solution projects, all the legal documents, the step-by-step -step instructional manual. That's in the form of a software program we call the Originator Engine that is free and available for anyone. And then we allow those folks who create those projects to list them uh, through exempt securities offerings to take investment from anyone who wants to put even as little as $100 in to own a piece of the clean energy infrastructure. Wow, that's awesome. How did, uh, how did you come up with this, this business model? <laughs> uh, well, it, it, it took a lot of time, but um, we, so my co-founder Matt and I uh, met in graduate school at the Yale School of the Environment. And while we were there, we were wrestling with these two, two major problems. One is that you know, people feel uh, disempowered to take individual action on climate change that's going to be impactful. You know, everyone knows that you can recycle more or drive a little bit less or ride a bike, but whether that makes a big difference or not is sort of a mystery to most folks. And we wanted to give people an, a way that they could take individual action and truly uh, know what the impact of that action was. Um, and at the same time, we saw this big gap in the solar market. Um, in the commercial scale. So about 70% of commercial buildings in the U.S. are uh, capable of housing a solar array on the rooftop. Only about 3% have it right now. So there's a huge gap. And uh, the reason for the gap is that access to financing is really difficult. So we put those two projects or those two problems together and said, if we can get individuals involved in making small investments, and we can pair that with uh, opening up the commercial solar market. Um, there's a huge opportunity here, uh, not just for uh, you know, potential uh, to, to create wealth generation for people, but also an opportunity to really have an impact on uh, climate change. 
Well, man, you're speaking my language. Um, you hit on a lot of really cool, interesting things. Um, one is that's how Going Green got started was we wanted to, you know, come up with some action items that people can do. And, you know, when we first started, it was like, oh, you know, buy a reusable water bottle. Don't, you know, don't use plastic bags. And as we started talking to more people like you, more CEOs, more scientists, we realized that there's some, yeah, those are important things to do. But when it comes to, you know, the infrastructure that we all rely on, there's some really big things we can do. Um, and those also take a lot of money too, you know, going from, hey, buy a reusable water, water bottle to get solar on your house, that's a big ask. But at the same time, um, you know, like you mentioned, not many people have solar on their houses or in their buildings at the moment. And it is one of the best solutions that we can do. So if we can help people get in the right direction, um, especially with understanding sort of the financing behind it too. You know, a lot of people kind of who we've spoken to think it's, you know, it's a huge cash investment. Um, we work with a lot of solar companies and it's not, it's, it's not, it's, you know, it's, it's capable for a lot of people. Um, another thing which I think is really cool that you're doing is kind of implementing this platform technology too and sort of connecting the two sides of it, um, you know, the people who want it and the people who can finance it. So is your background in more of the finance side, more of the solar tech side, a combination? Like how, uh, what was sort of the, the process of your idea of like, huh, what if we did this to where you are today? Yeah, well, thanks for that question. My background is actually in neither. <laughs> um, I came at this problem uh, as a former Obama administration appointee. Uh, so my one of my first jobs out of college was as a field organizer uh, working on Barack Obama's 2008 campaign. So community organizing, you know, I, I kind of came at it with the understanding and, and background that if you organize groups of people into collective action projects um, or, you know, voting as it is, um, you can make you can make big change. And um, but went through the whole administration, um, worked at the White House and helped negotiate the Paris Agreement on Climate Change as part of the State Department. Um, and then I went back to school and uh, that's where I started uh, really digging in on the finance side and on, um, on the tech side. Luckily, my, my business partner um, is a, a scientist himself and uh, has a deep background on, on the technology side. So that, that supplements um, and also we work in a highly regulated industry, the securities industry, and so my regulatory background helps there um, as we, you know, build this company. I mean, your background is like the perfect storm for kind of sustainable action to come together because on, on the show we talk to, you know, one, we talk to business owners and CEOs who are wildly successful and it does take, you know, private sector companies to bring something to market. Um, you know, we talk to a lot of people who say, or not a lot of people who say, but, you know, as a business owner, the more profit you generate, the more you can use that to, you know, build out and give back, create more jobs. Um, another, another thing you're implementing is sort of the science side with your business partner, which is, you know, you, you've got the science behind it, right? Like it's not just, you know, this idea you have, you sort of see, you know, what actually needs to happen from a science standpoint. And then last, we talked to a lot of people how it takes a lot of private sector businesses and also the government working together. Um, we can't rely on each of them separately to make this come together, especially with such a huge, you know, 
something as big as climate change. So that's really interesting to hear all of these backgrounds coming together. Those are really kind of the key, three key things that we've spoken to with, you know, individuals in these backgrounds and see that that's what it takes to come together. Um, where do you kind of see yourself and Raise Green going in the future? Oh, well, um, I like to say that, you know, we are on track to bring 10,000 community climate cooperatives that are co-owned and funded by the communities that benefit from them um, in the next five years. And frankly, you know, to your point about the science, uh, we are running out of time uh, to tackle this problem in a meaningful way. I mean, whether it's the wildfires out here in California that are choking folks um, and, and wrecking livelihoods, um, or the you know, hurricanes in, in Texas or the Southeast, um, or floods and derechos throughout the Midwest. Uh, this really is the defining decade uh, for us. We have until about 2030 to rebuild our entire infrastructure and set us back on a course to low carbon. And that's going to take everyone, you know, everyone being involved. And we all have a role to play, uh, no matter how small that role is, um, whether, you know, you're liking tweets and reposting information to share with your, your networks, um, or you're investing your dollars, or you're, you know, putting in the, the elbow grease to actually uh, build a local clean energy project that can reduce uh, carbon emissions on the grid. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's uh, huge. Like we are definitely um, hitting a certain time constraint. What in your opinion, I mean, you have such a, a strong background in all of these things, you know, especially working in the Obama administration. I mean, you're right in that now running your business. What are some things that, you know, the average person can do to get involved both from, you know, kind of like you said, the, the political side, the community building side, also the, you know, the business side. And of course, the investment side, like what are some things that you could say to our viewers and listeners, hey, if you want to make a difference, big, small, here's a couple of things you could go do. Sure. Well, I'm not sure exactly when the, this podcast is going to run, but voting is huge. Um, so, you know, backing candidates that uh, not only understand and, and grasp the, uh, the importance of science and science-based policy, um, but also are ready to, to do something about it because they have a clear plan. Um, so I can't underscore that enough. Go to the polls, vote, um, vote by mail, whatever. Um, secondarily, you know, you can also vote with your dollars. Um, so whether it's your purchasing power to buy, um, you know, products that are sustainably sourced um, or your investment dollars, you know, the uh, sustainable investing is just exploding right now, uh, particularly amidst the COVID pandemic, because I think because people are really realizing that, you know, they don't necessarily want to fund a company that is based on, uh, you know, endless e-waste, um, even if it does score high on the sustainability metrics, because that's, that's greenwashing. And what we, what we actually need to do is put dollars into inefficient markets that, um, that can cause, uh, catalytic and additional uh, greenhouse gas mitigation green and, and social and environmental benefit. Um, and so you can, you know, you can come to raise green and you can place investments in uh, vetted projects that, uh, that, that we run through our due diligence. Um, if you, if you want to get more involved and you have more time and you want to make a career out of it, you can actually use the tools that 
we provide to create your own green job and uh, get the necessary coaching and assistance to create a, a local clean energy company, crowdfund your project so that you have ownership from all of your friends and family potentially and you know, people all across the country and then own and operate that for the next 20 years um, to, to take as much carbon pollution out of the atmosphere um, as we can um, as we move off of fossil fuels and towards a greater share of the grid being occupied by renewable energy. Yeah, you. Uh, I mean, all that is such great information. Um, we've we've written a couple articles about this. You know, basically saying no matter what your budget is, here's some things that you can do to get involved. And voting. Um, this just so you know, this episode will be live in probably a week and a half. So this we turn these around pretty quick. So if you're listening or watching right now, uh, these are pretty quick episodes turned around. Um, we're in early October, but yeah, I mean, voting so important. It's free. Um, Two, there's you know kind of those, these different sort of investment values you can put in a couple dollars for a reusable water bottle, a hundred dollars to start investing, solar for your house, an electric vehicle, all of these things add up, and it's kind of up to you on you know there is really no excuse to not make a little bit of a difference. Um, so that is you know great advice. Um, <clears throat> do you have any kind of interesting or fun stories that you can share from your? experience in the Obama administration and kind of working on these projects? Oh, well, uh, sure, absolutely. I mean, my, my time in the administration was, um, you know, you, you're working for the, for the federal government, so it was much more high level. Um, but, but one experience that I'll, I'll definitely never forget was um, actually in, in Paris at, the, uh, at COP21 when we were working to negotiate the Paris Agreement. Um, and I was I was in the room, um, sitting behind our lead negotiator at the time, a woman named Sue Binias, who we actually have a podcast with that just launched today. Um, quick quick uh, plug, yeah. but um, um, and the Secretary of State John Kerry uh, came walking into the room, and typically when the Secretary of State comes in, you know, you give him the seat um, at the table because he's our spokesperson and our top diplomat. Um, in this case, however, um, he actually sat right next to me um, and, and told Sue, you know, no, you're doing great, you know, hang in. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there next to the Secretary of State and he's sort of whispering uh, things to me. But that was, you know, that was kind of the, the gravity of, of the moment at the time. And, and, you know, there were diplomats like that from every country in the world um, at those negotiations for two and a half weeks. And they set the framework for a truly incredible transformation of our economy and society through the Paris Agreement. And now it's down to local levels and individual levels even to take collective action, band together and actually implement the technological changes that are necessary to deliver on those targets. Wow, that's, that's awesome just to be sitting next to the Secretary of State. It's no joke. Did you ever have a chance to meet Obama himself? I did, yes. <laughs> yeah, what a what a great uh, great thing to be a part of. You know that's amazing. Um, well, Franz, first off, thank you so much. It's really cool to kind of hear you know what you're working on and what you've worked on in the past. You've really got a a strong background in you know all things tech sustainability. So I wanted to thank you for taking some time um, to be on the show. If someone wants to check out Raise Green, you know where uh, what can they do to get involved and um, you know check it out. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, thanks for having me. They can go to uh, raisegreen.com and we have we have a couple different paths. So you can you can become an investor by creating an investment account, um, and you can browse the the available offerings that we have um, and, and place you know a few hundred bucks uh, in in and own a piece of the clean energy infrastructure, or you can go and use the originator tools uh, through the originator program. Um, so come check us out at uh, raisegreen.com. And uh, if you if you want to just do something very simple, um, share our posts, help us get the word out, um, like our our, our Instagram and, and Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. Yeah, and I'll give a quick shout out too. I mean, I was looking at your page, just doing some your website, um, just doing some research before this, and it's very simple to use. I was very you know I was able to navigate it very easily. So I like the way it's set up. Um, I'm excited to check it out. So um, yeah, be sure to check it out, raisegreen.com, check out all of their social media channels. Again, support people like Franz and the companies like this. Again, such an amazing um, opportunity to talk to someone with such varied backgrounds in government and science and business. Um, so we wanna thank Franz. And Franz, real quick before we go, what's the name of the podcast as well so we can follow that? <laughs> oh, we were very creative there, Dylan. It's just called Raise Green. There we go. Keep it simple. But, uh, key for branding thanks, right there. Dylan, thanks to you for using your media background and knowledge to spread the word about awesome technologies and opportunities for, for folks to get involved in the sustainability transition. Um, I, I really appreciate it and hats off to you. Um, and thanks for hosting. Yeah, no, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, I, I like talking to other people who've got podcasts and are active on social media because, you know, we're in such a crazy time. I mean, we're right down to the wire when it comes to voting and, you know, we really do have to promote, you know, using social media, digital media, it's such a powerful tool these days that any way we can, you know, promote ideas, people, organizations, um, it's really important and it's really powerful. It really does have a huge impact on, um, you know, our day to day in the next 10 years. So glad to hear it. Any other podcasters out there, reach out. We're always happy to give you a shout out too. And um, to all of our listeners and viewers, as always, we appreciate you taking the time to listen, to watch the show, to support us. Um, our goal is to bring you know the top entrepreneurs, scientists, CEOs who are making a difference in the clean tech and sustainable space. So uh, as always, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode of Going Green. Mm -hmm.